listening to Readers and Writers with your hosts, James Hill and Athena Paris. I'm Amy Ravichandran, and today we're talking all things storytellers versus writers. So my first question right out the gate is, can you verbalize a story? And if so, how do you do that? What's the difference? Okay, so first off, I'm going to say this. I always call you Amy because I can never say your name. Your last <laughs> my name. last name, yeah. And, and you say it so beautifully, it rolls <laughs> off the tongue. I have to close my eyes and listen to you say it so I can verbalize your last name. Because even reading it, that throws me off. <laughs> <laughs> I've had years of practice. Years yeah. of practice. Yeah. So verbalization is an art form all in itself. It means, and you take something internally and spit it out. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you someone say, all right, quick. Tell me a story of going to the store. Are you just relating fact after fact? I walked out my house, I went down the street, I turned left on the corner, I run across there. That's just spitting out fact. That's just telling events. Can you verbalize the story means I walked out my house. It was a sunny day, it was beautiful. The birds were singing, spring has sprung. And then I walked down the street and I saw my neighbor. We chatted for a while. It had been a long time since I seen my neighbor. You know, it was a long, cold winter and blah, blah, blah. And you go on and on. That's verbalization. That is putting words to events, putting, putting feeling, emotion, story behind the event that everybody knows. You went to the store, you walked out the house, you went down the block, you went in the store, you picked up whatever you wanted, you came back. That's a trip to the store. Telling the story about a trip to the store is everything else that happened. And can you verbalize that? Can you put in all the other details? If you can, you're well on your way to being a writer. Okay, so is that the same thing as like imagery? You know, like when you insert, like, uh, I guess, descriptive words and things into writing so the person can imagine and can picture it in their mind. So that would be like the same thing, except you're doing it verbally. Right. This, yeah, you know, this comes from uh, since the beginning of time, because uh, we were sharing stories. That was basically the um, entertainment that people had. They would gather around the fire and they would tell stories orally. So that is where um, language and storytelling evolved from because they needed to share their daily lives. So that is how, uh, so people would say, oh, you know, today I saw uh, a saber-toothed tiger, you know, and then tomorrow you would say, you know, the saber-toothed tiger almost ate me. And then the next day, so every time he told about the saber-toothed tiger, he would have added something because obviously the brain was already working and doing some, um, giving him some creativity. And then eventually this uh, saber-toothed tiger had almost eaten an entire village from the way he told the story because every day he would keep on adding something. So this mm -hmm. is how storytelling actually came about because it was all done orally, you know, and they didn't have any other way until eventually it started be actual uh, becoming a written, well, not so much words, but it, be it became uh, pictures on the wall. So then they would draw uh, the story 
you mm -hmm. know, of the events that had happened. So it became from oral to pictures and from pictures and oral, eventually when we learned how to write, then we started recording the stories that we told each other. And then it, some of it is history and some of it is actual uh, storytelling. So that is how it all kind of blends together. So storytelling is being able to relate a story, but writing is being able to constantly dig into your creativity and telling, putting the words into on paper of, you know, being able to tell a tale well. Yeah, so in, in that regards of storytelling uh, and, and writing, uh, the only difference is that in writing, we use symbols. Now we're using letters. Like Athena said, at one time we used pictures. For a long time, people used pictures because each picture meant something. Everybody knew that the saber-toothed tiger was that particular animal. And the guys with the spears were the hunters. And, and the idea was so that the story could go on from one generation to the next. Sometimes it was told with the idea of this is how you hunt a saber-toothed tiger from the back. Don't hunt them from the front. <laughs> Get behind them and hunt them. You know, uh, other times it was told as a history or the exploits of one person. This is our greatest hunter. He went out there and hunted the saber-toothed tiger all by himself. He did, here go the rest of the hunters back here. This is the guy who went and killed him, killed the saber-toothed tiger. So. The, the evolution of storytelling leads us into writing. And the evolution become split in that, okay, we write facts. And if you're a good writer, you, can, you have to be able to get the concrete, actual facts that happen and be able to put them out there in an interesting way. Nobody wants to hear a dry rendition of everyday life. They want to hear... They want to hear those descriptive words. They want some kind of excitement, some kind of emotion to be drawn out from what you write. So yeah. there's the yeah. facts, and then there's actual telling of, of the story. Yes, yeah. Athena? Yes. In, well, in the olden days, we used narrative. Uh, but narrative doesn't have a plot, tension, uh, or uh, climaxes, how we've learned now to create in actual writing, because a narrative is just a continuous um, sharing of factual events. That's why he would, the person who was almost eaten by the tiger, uh, the saber tooth, he would say, well, I went down to the river and I saw a saber tooth and then he jumped over the river and he chased me and he almost ate me. Uh, that can be exciting in its own way, but it's a narrative of facts. Whereas we sit, twist and turn, we create climaxes, we change endings, we, um, you know, uh, we've changed completely. Our ideas have become uh, uh, completely connected and disconnected to how we play with our words and we create brand new things. So we make things as we want. We create uh, an entire new world with uh, the way we write. Whereas in the old, you know, the, our forerunners, our storytellers, the oral storytellers, they only 
gathered knowledge from what they saw and what happened to them. And that's how they related it to people. Yeah, and that goes with the idea of telling histories and telling fantasies or fiction. Mm -hmm. The idea of histories are you're telling what actually happened. And if you dress it up to be more exciting, that's fine. And then as we moved on, we moved into fiction, which we started making up stories of what we would like to see happen or what we think would be an interesting if it did happen. And so it, it comes, I'm not really sure exactly when that falls into play, but you can start thinking about it around the time of uh, William Shakespeare and a little bit, because you go back to the time of Homer, he's telling a narrative. You know, Plato, they're telling narratives. Uh, yeah. You move a few hundred years further, he's no longer telling, even, even Shakespeare was telling somewhat of a narrative of the time he lived in, but he was also telling um, a fiction, you know, a tale um, of two gentlemen from Verona. You know, these are the things that would happen if you ran afoul of the king or the queen or you got into some shady deal with some merchants and things like that. So they weren't not, they weren't actual stories of what happened, but they were stories of the time. Right. And that's when it starts to split between actual histories and actual uh fiction writing. It's around that time, give or take a couple hundred years, I guess. Yeah, it uh, actually uh, storytelling started splitting into the fiction world because we learned to dramatize. So once you dramatize something, you're bringing all kinds of elements into uh, the storytelling. And now to put all that down on paper, that's now writing. And that's now the creation of worlds and systems and planets and our imagination just gets bigger and bigger and we just keep on creating and that is then the difference between just being a storyteller you might tell uh, a kernel of an idea and writing you which is why writers now write in uh, uh, trilogies and uh, there's entire sets, there's five books, you know, and uh, things like that. Why? Because the ideas just keep on building themselves and they go on and on and on. Right. No, I love that. I definitely am going to say I'm a storyteller, not a writer, but I am a storyteller. I can, I can embellish and make things overly dramatic sometimes and like add on things, you know, I'm very good at those things. So well, I, all good writers are good storytellers. Oh, so if you're yeah. a good storyteller, it's only a small leap to becoming a good writer. I know. You've been working on me to write a book for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm going to get there eventually, James. I'll get there. <laughs> it's if I it's my goal in life to make everybody a good writer. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that about, you know, you guys at Rock Hill because you, you know, you tell your authors the hard truth that they need to know. And like, you know, in last week's episode, you give them that one star review before it's, you know, published. And I love that. And I love that, you know, you want, you work with new writers because you want to help them become the best writer that they can be. And you want to be a part of that journey with them. And there's not a lot of, you know, publishers and stuff that do that. So I, I love that. And the, the, you know, storyteller, like you said, you can be a fantastic storyteller, which is a great writer because you're already so descriptive and you can embellish things that, you know, add to the story and make you feel 
hole and stuff. And I, I don't, I just love it. I love you guys at Rocky Hill Publishing. You guys are awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's just, oh, thank you, Amy. We love you too. <laughs> you guys are just amazing. Your authors are great too. I mean, I thoroughly enjoy them. And I think they're great storytellers. I mean, you have some awesome books that you put out last year and you're going to put out some more awesome books this year. So what would be your favorite mm, like storytelling genre, I guess? For me, it's science fiction. Okay. And I write a lot of other genres, and I've been working a lot more in other genres, so I have to get back to my science fiction writing. But it's science fiction, because science fiction covers such a wide range of storytelling. Right. And the possibilities in science fiction is really, really broad. Fantasy also comes into that of realm but for me fantasy is a little bit more limited in the idea that you're dealing in sort of like a mystical world magic and and that kind of thing sort of like religion and magic and those type of things are what makes a fantasy which is limiting to me it's limiting as well as science fiction is anything is possible if you can, if you can dream it up, you can build it. It can be real. <laughs> Whereas in fantasy, you have to stick to some laws of, of, of reality. Like you can have magic, and magic can do a whole lot of things. But then there are certain laws of, of that will confine you in that right. world. Okay, that makes sense. Athena, what about you? Um, I am a, a, my favorite. Uh, writing style is fantasy oh, okay. um, and then second I would say romance but finally enough I started writing romance first but my favorite is fantasy definitely I read a, ro- a lot of uh, sci-fi as well and I do like the out of this world experience I enjoy that Man, the one thing I don't like that I would have yeah, romance for you. <laughs> yeah, the uh, one thing I don't like too much about science fiction is the over um, use of technology written in such a way that people don't understand what's going on. And a lot of writers tend to do it that way because they've created a world, they write their own technology down. Right. And then you don't always see what they you know, writing about, and it's a little bit hard to follow sometimes, but otherwise the stories are amazing in science fiction, you know, and, uh, but yes, my favorite is fantasy. Wow, I love it. See, for science fiction and stuff, if they come with a glossary that's going to break down some of the words that they use, I would love it, because it's, you know, that sometimes it's, you know, big words for me, I got to look them up, or I'm just going to, mm-hmm use my context clues, you know, that I learned in elementary school to figure out what the word means, you know, <laughs> kind of going on back to that, but you know, it's, I don't know, it's exciting. I, I love to hear the passion that you guys have for writers and just your writers in general are just amazing. So you guys, I hate that this has to end, but you guys can catch us next Tuesday at seven on Readers and Writers. So until then, we'll see you then. Thank you.